0: podcast this is Sondra Poems Baby and I'm your host Cassandra Mora. So I sound super enthusiastic now because I was listening to Kid Cudi and his new album is amazing if you haven't heard it. But in all honesty I was and am super nervous for this podcast today. Not that I wasn't excited to share the words I have prepared for y'all today. I was just deeply worried about what people would say about me. And then this memory popped in my mind. It happened when I was 12 years old and I remember laying on the ground curled up in a ball. I had been crying for what felt like seconds but when I looked at the clock, time had jumped about eight hours. Five of those hours I had... Spank, screaming in agonizing pain and sobbing just sobbing i was curled up in a ball feeling unable to move unable to blink and the only thoughts that raced through my mind was telling me how worthless i was how i was so ugly I can never be loved because I was that disgusting. Just on a repeat cycle, almost like a hissing sound in my in my ears and ringing through my mind. I thought I was purely going insane. Merely that I couldn't be loved because I was the scum of the earth. But it turned out, as I studied these flashbacks from time to time, I was in the heat of trauma. I barely remember my childhood, but I do remember this moment. I remember this moment so clearly that every time the time ticked to a new minute, a single tear shed from my eye and I remained in the same position. I was so alone. These words kept ringing in my head that the world would just be better without me. And uh, this memory came back into my mind because I wish on that night, I prayed to God a million times that on that night, someone or something would listen to me and listen to my heart. That something would just come into my life and give me that pure shred of hope that I wasn't insane, that I didn't feel like a demon, that I was beautiful. Something to give me the slightest hope that I wasn't gonna die on this day. This memory reminded me that even though I may talk about things that are really vulnerable to my story, not easy to discuss, sometimes embarrassing, the experiences I've been through created a shield that I have found my voice within. And now I can provide my voice as a life vest to you. I pray on each and every podcast that God is speaking through me with his wisdom and into your ears. That is all I pray for. With this episode, it's almost like I'm time traveling back in time to that 12-year-old me again. Here I stand removing my ego bulletproof vest, being 100% vulnerable with my story so I can talk to that 12-year-old girl again. that said, this is your trigger warning for scenes of domestic violence, rape, and abuse. Why do we minimize feelings when we are emotional human beings? We have the capacity to feel these emotions to the full extent like no other animal is capable of or to the knowledge that we have. Society depicts that our identity is just comprised of one being and like every great thing in the universe it's a team effort we don't have one singular identity we are comprised of multiple identities all based in your amygdala of the emotions working together is so the synapses going off at the same time you don't just feel sadness in order to feel sadness there are So many transmitters enacting in that single moment at the same time. And our identities are just like this. You see, in that moment, when not one person came to check on me, my heart was beaten to a pulp. I had a thousand nights just like these, where no one came to ask me if I was okay. I couldn't even begin to understand why I was in so much pain. I couldn't understand why this person that I adored all of my life, who I idolized since I was born, who I saw as my protector and my guardian angel, why he would spit at my face. I couldn't even begin to understand why this man would hold knives to my beloved family members' throats or why he would throw away my dog in a dumpster who was the one living thing that was stable in my life. It made me feel the least shred bit that I was loved. On social media, you are surrounded with the stories of everyone else's lives. Through this app, it deceives us to believe that those who surround us can escape how they feel. There is no way to escape your world, even after death. And constantly in society, we're left to hide and consume our feelings as if they're not there, especially the negative ones. Don't get me wrong, life is not easy to talk about. But think about how many lives we could save if we were more open to listening to people's hearts without judgment, if we were more open to sharing our own stories, knowing that you are so far from alone. When I was a young girl, I feared every single day to come home. As soon as I stepped through the door, I was back on ground zero. What I didn't realize then, that I see now, is I had to learn to survive. I had to learn to dodge bullets in a place that was deemed to be supportive and full of unconditional love. I was constantly on guard, constantly with my shield up, and constantly ready to protect those I cared about most. I can barely remember my childhood. I only have a lot of tippets and memories, kind of like a flip book in my mind. They appear when they want, and sometimes they can't leave my brain. I remember when I was three, the very first memory I have, um, I was burned with a frying pan. I remember it feeling like a thousand fire ants on my skin. And I just remember the word stop being the only words I could say it didn't stop I remember every Sunday before church each of my siblings and I would get whipped with a leather swatch before entering all of the families would come and praise my caregiver of how amazingly contained and controlled children we were how good of a family we were how behaved we were Little did they know we were being choked by fear every second. I remember when I was going to school in the 7th grade. It was a minute past before 6.30 a.m. I hadn't walked my chihuahuas yet. And because I hadn't walked my chihuahuas by 5.30 a.m. I was whipped several times on the back of my legs until I couldn't stand anymore. My siblings were only five years old at the time, so I took the beating for them too. These words are terribly difficult to sputter from my lips. The stories I have to tell make me feel so encaved in shame and embarrassment and like something is wrong with me. I've cried many times over these memories and have scrambled for years on how to try to make sense of it. Why it happened and how hard times make you stronger. I know if not every single one of you can understand deep-rooted pain. The memories that won't leave your mind. The answers you'll never stop looking for. This man forgot my birthdays. Time and time again, I would forgive him. I saw his demons face to face when I peered in his black eyes. I told myself I was the reason I couldn't be loved. After all the times he called me worthless, that I should just kill myself as he handed me the knife. That the reason my family suffered so much pain was all because of my existence. I was heading down a very, very dark road of severe depression. Every day I cried. Every day I looked in the mirror and saw a stranger. Every day I went to school so happy just in fear of coming home. I had no friends because they could not understand the weight of what I was going through and I was not about to bring them into my home. That felt nothing more but an expensive house. Detailed with the most expensive decor but not a shred of happiness, of joy positive memories it was a dungeon no matter how beautiful it looked i began to deeply loathe myself over the way someone else's actions were faced before me over something i didn't even deserve something that wasn't even my fault it will probably come as no surprise that in my pubescent years i fell into drug issues (laughs) It was just weed, it wasn't any serious drugs but it became a habit. I would go out and socialize with friends just so I wouldn't have to be home and a lot of times there was weed or alcohol there and I could easily numb out, forget the life that I was living, the life I was coming home to. Growing up I used to have really really messed up teeth. My two canines were missing so I had big gaps in my face. My brother used to tell me it looked like I had eaten bricks. <laughs> Um, this man, this older man, I was very young at the time, I think I was 15, and this older man told me I was so beautiful, especially for my teeth. I had never been called beautiful before, especially about my teeth. At first, I thought this man was my saving grace. Everything I'd pray for, that he would just pick me up and carry me out of this Dark, dark hole that he could be the one to save my life. Little did I know I was entering into an 11th month long sexually violent, physically violent, and emotionally abusive cycle. Just like my childhood. My idea of love was so brainwashed and manipulated from my childhood and I was even more vulnerable heading into this relationship. I was completely blindsided. This was my normal I did not see myself as a victim. I did not see myself as a battered woman. I saw myself of unworthy of being safe and feeling good in my own skin, unworthy of love, unworthy of thinking I could ever be good enough. My soul was completely stolen from me and I have spent years of my life looking for that little girl that I once knew. We go through so much pain in our lives and a lot of the times we can't make sense of the situations. But the one thing I look back at about that little girl is she carried so much strength on her shoulders. I don't know how she did it, but each day she woke up and knew that she had to live for someone else to protect her siblings to make sure that they were being fed and that they had a home. The most selfless person I knew was that 15 year old girl. I was going in and out of several relationships, trying to fill that void of self-worth and constantly seeking that love and validation to be cared for. And it never came because I was looking in the wrong places. And I'll admit, I am a sinner. I have cheated on those who bore their soul to me. And I selfishly embrace this fear of not being good enough, not being loved enough. Constantly seeking other relationships. And it controlled my life. Because I kept looking in the wrong places. And the cycle kept continuing. And the cycle kept worsening. And one day, I tried to take my own life. And if it wasn't for this stranger that pulled up some very bright headlights in my rearview mirror at the top of this abandoned hill, I would not be here speaking to you today. I thought I was the only person strong enough in this world to help these men face their demons. And that's why it was my job to love them. To give you an idea of my headspace, here's something I wrote. Touch cures everything. Fell face first smelling your shirt. The summer strains twisted with the sense of cedarwood. Locked in your arms embrace. As you leave the door and leave me. Stamped in a time frame and you're back there trapped in time for a minute. Who the person I knew you. Sand slips away, fading the grips that clasp this moment, stuck in his golden embrace. Snap back to reality. This moment is stuck here with you. Don't waste it. Learn from it. His phone is what connects him to my darkest fears. It's what tears him away. And I'm here, drawn away. All away from reality. Am I in the mind of someone who has drugs in control? Falling a faceless victim to an addict? Am I someone too deep into her head she can't even look up to notice her reality? Staring into this screen absorbs me somewhere different. But, be here. You resemble so much light into my light. The light I chose to love within myself. And you were the darkness that I met. Reminding me of who I was then. Who I can see now. Part of myself I can disguise and let the demon show its face when I want to. Constantly behind a shield, and I reveal her when I'm hurting. I want to tuck into the clock of loneliness without you here. That's what he was when you weren't here. Oftentimes you hear the message, she's just doing it for the attention. He couldn't even hurt a fly. It was what she was wearing, it was the way she acted. She was too loud. She had to be put in her place. Men, I'm speaking to you. Give me the respect as a woman to listen to me. Because you are the gender that needs to stand up for women today and every day. It is your duty as a son, as a future father, as a boyfriend, as a husband, as a human being to stand up for those that are brave enough to come forward with their pain. You need to be the gender to set a platform for those allowing women to speak. Allowing women to speak on sexual violence. Society has deemed women crazy attention addicts for being courageous enough to speak about the injustices that we face every single day. One out of three women will be in violently domestic relationships or be sexually assaulted. I understand this happens to many men too. That's why I urge you when it's so imperative that you open up a space without judgment, without hatred, opening your ears to the story us women have to say because you can understand the pain. The only way to shred this issue of abuse is to put the spotlight on it and see how it cowards in the light. If I have any... Useful advice that is written on my heart to give. If you share the same pain with me, if you understand what I'm feeling, then you have to know that what you're going through is not love. The first step of love is knowing who you are. Knowing no matter what anyone throws your way, anyone says about you, the punches that they throw, who they describe you as, has nothing to do with who you are. They may just know this moment of you trapped in a frame. They don't even know the real you. We are on this earth as our sole purpose to make genuine connections with one another through our thoughts and through our minds. Empathy is a key component to unlocking our maximum potential we have no place, absolutely no place on this earth to judge one another. We are all so impeccably flawed. We cannot see through someone else's sonder eyes and see the experiences that shaped them in that moment of who they were, in those seconds, in those years. If you refrain from the judgment, then you can refrain from the drill that will dig a void within your heart of hatred. Because once you practice empathy and looking beyond the conclusive result, then you're able to open up your mind to the idea of forgiveness. Something that is very hard to come by, but something that will fill that hole. And instead of filling it with cement hatred, you could fill it with liquid forgiveness. Once you are able to practice how forgiveness works and how you're able to find it, then you're able to start forgiving yourself. You're able to understand that regardless of the circumstances you faced and the things that were so not your fault in any way, shape, or form, you're able to move on without answers. And you'll never forget the past and maybe you can't forgive it, but at least you're not living in it anymore. It can't hold you anymore. My message today was to tell you guys that little girl that I lost, that my soul was stripped from, along with my identity, I found her again. And it wasn't through an endless pit of men, it was through myself. It was through going through the battle without drugs or alcohol, going through the pain, embracing the pain, and constantly waking up each morning and fighting because this war will always continue, but now I have the strength to handle it and slay these demons. The only way you are ever going to find yourself is through yourself. You cannot rely on anyone else to do it for you. You cannot rely on anything to do it for you or any words of wisdom that you may have heard. It is entirely your path and only you know how to reach the other side. With that said, pain can be a very beautiful thing, not in the initial sense of the pain, pain is horrible, but what you do with that pain, how you push forward. I would have never found that girl again if I just didn't push past the fear of the mistaken truths that maybe those words said to me as a little girl that I was worthless, that those could be true. I had to take a leap of faith on this journey to find myself again and disregard everything that was told throughout all of my childhood and focus on the facts. I had to look in the mirror and tell myself each day three things that I loved about myself. I had to get help because I could not find the first step in healing or loving myself without it. With that said, if you are going through something at home that you are worried isn't normal, isn't something you're supposed to be going through or is deeply painful, please reach out. Feel free to reach out to me. You are more than welcome to come and talk to me. I will listen. Or please reach out and find help. Because we are all on a timeline, but sometimes our ego gets in the way of wanting to get help, and therefore we could lose our lives. Each and every one of you are so, 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 so beautiful. I'm telling you just like your mama. So beautiful. She means it. Don't give up on yourself. I'm not giving up on you. Thank you guys for listening.